on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Andy and DJ Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. That's what uh, CTI stands for, by the way, that Cruise the internet. What we do here on this show is we put up topics on the screen. We speculate on what may be true and what may be not so true. And then we talk about how we, the people, can solve some of these problems going on in the world. Now, this is a entrepreneurship personal development podcast at its core. Uh, so other times we tune in, we're going to have a couple other formats. We have Q&AF. That's where you get to submit your questions and we give you the answers. Now, you could submit your questions a couple of different ways. The first way is... Guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube under the Q&AF episodes, which release every single Monday, and you can drop your questions right there in the comments. Don't forget to click subscribe. Now, these questions can be about anything. It can be about what's going on in the world, what's going on with me, how can I help you, how can we make some money, how can we get better. That's what this show is about. This show is about making the world better by making you better. Other times you tune in, we're going to have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you a short little quick burst of real talk. And uh, hopefully it helps you guys work through some of the things you're working on. And then we have what's called 75 hard verses. And 75 hard verses is where people come on the show who have completed 75 hard. And they talk about how they were before and then how they are now and what it's done for them. And then we talk about how it can do the same for you. And if you don't know what 75 hard is, um, it's the initial phase of a program called Live Hard. And you can get that program for free at episode 208. This is the world's only program that is designed to cultivate mental toughness. This is about developing discipline, grit, fortitude, self-belief, self-esteem, the ability to persevere. Because if we're honest with ourselves, the reason that you aren't where you want to be isn't because you don't know what to do. It's because you lack the ability to follow through in doing so. And that's what this program fixes. So if you go to episode 208, it's free and uh, gives you the whole deal. Now, there is a book on my website called 75 Hard. Uh, you could read that as well if you want. It's not required. I appreciate when you guys do buy it. It's more for the people that need to know the ins and outs of everything. Uh, that's the kind of person I am. That's why we wrote the book. So if you want the book, you can find it on my website, andyforsella.com. But it's absolutely not required. Uh, and you can get the whole program for free on episode 208. Now, that's audio only. It's not on uh, YouTube. So I think we're working on pulling that episode out and posting it on YouTube. But uh, for right now, it's only on audio. Because we just started with YouTube uh, like the beginning of this year. So it's kind of new for us. But anyway, that's kind of the rundown on the show, guys. We have this thing that we call the fee. Something you'll notice about our show that you uh, <laughs> will not notice on most other shows is that we don't run ads. And the reason I don't run ads is because I do not want to answer to someone who is running ads about the things that I say. I want to be free and open to talk about things from my perspective the way that I feel they need to be talked about. And so uh, in exchange for that, I just ask that you guys share the show and help us grow the show. You know, I get messages every day from you guys, and I love you guys who share the show, but I get messages every day, you know, about how everybody should be listening and this message needs to get out. Well, that's why I need you to share the show. So uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. 
What's up, man? Hi, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I see you got a box of Kleenex over there. Yeah. Get a little personal time for the show. I got them all sticking underneath yeah. the desk. <laughs> no, man, you know, I, I don't know if it's just like time of year. I I very rarely get like sick. So I, I know it's not that I'm not contagious and not, you know, different color snot or anything. I think it's just like a like allergies. Yeah. Our, our temperatures are weird right now. Yeah. Like We're going between hot and dude, not so hot. Like you'll leave the house in a like this is that weird time where you like leave in the morning wearing like a full parka. Yeah. And you come home and fucking, you know, swim trunks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's this time of year. And for then me. by the time it's dark, it's full parka again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like you know, I love it though. You know, yeah, some people cool. don't get the se- the season change. You know, like yeah. if you live in like Florida or California or even like South Texas, you know, you get a lot of the same. I, I like that we get the season change. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because like all the crackheads have to adapt. Yeah, that's why. You know what I'm saying? They, <laughs> they I was gonna say it's just because I like the variety of the yeah, weather, right, but right, I mean, yeah. I guess that's a bonus too. Yeah, no, no, it's cool to see them like you know have to change up the game plans <laughs> and shit. You know, no man, it's cool though, man. It's a good day. Um, you know, uh, some would call it a good day. I say it's a good day um, because you know this is one of the days I feel like. Uh, that we were really able to see what America was about. You know what I'm saying? And so it's an obvious topic. Um, now it's September 12th when the show's record, uh, aired, but um, today's a history of uh, anniversary of 9-11. You know what I'm saying? And I think this was historically one of the first times that we got to, you know, have a common enemy, or at least what they gave us, right? Was well, in our lifetimes. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and just seeing, like, how America united during that time. Yeah. Even for me, as young as I was during that time, I remember that. I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, yeah. where nobody cared about your race or, you know, uh, you know what religion you were. Like, we all had a common enemy to face, you know. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. But, um, there, there, of course, you got to leave it to good old Joe Biden to fuck it up. <laughs> so, don't know if you've seen it. So, so, apparently, like, you know, every single president since 9-11 happened, they, they go to one of those memorial sites. They either go to Ground Zero, they go to the Pentagon. Um, Isn't he in Alaska or something? He, and, yeah, and he's he's in Alaska. Um, and he just came back from a trip, but um, he's taking all type of heat um, within reason, um, you know. But apparently, he just sent Kamala there, uh, and she's at the Pentagon, or no, she's at Ground Zero. He's in Alaska. Um, you got anything on this? I mean, look, I, I the vibe around nine eleven. You know, when nine eleven happened, I was twenty one years old. Um, I was on my way to school. Uh, well, I had school that day and I remember I woke up and we had an answering machine. You know, I don't, a lot of you guys don't even know what that is. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my phone rang and it was my mom and I was still in bed and I could hear her talking on the answering machine. And I heard her like, say something like, you need to turn on the TV. A plane just flew into the world trade center. And I thought like, like a little plane. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like a Cessna or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I did get up and I went and clicked on the TV and, and not even like a minute later, the second plane like came into the frame and I saw the whole thing happen like on live TV. And, you know, I, I mean, I it was, it was like surreal. It was surreal that it was happening. Like I, I remember watching it being like, holy shit, like, what the fuck is going on? I think most of America felt that way. Yeah. Um, and it was such a symbolic, like, in-your-face act of aggression, right? 
and everybody united, you know, everybody, the streets were lined. It didn't matter, you know, if you were Democrat or Republican, it didn't matter if you were black or white, didn't matter where you came from. The American flag was everywhere. Everybody was united. And you're correct in that assessment. The problem with it is, is, and you know, there's like a, there's, there's, we have to talk about the reality of it, you know? Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of innocent Americans died that day. But there's all kinds of things about 9-11 that never added up and that never came to the surface and that never came to reality. And it, when people first started, you know, so for the first three or four years after 9-11, everybody was united. Everybody was like, yeah, let's get the terrorists, you know, which was basically made out to be anybody that was Arab. Mm-hmm. Um which was wrong and Americans bought it hook, line and sinker. And through the, the manipulation of the pain and the frustration that we had as Americans, they changed a lot of things about America. You know, they introduced the Patriot act. They introduced uh, TSA. Um, they started doing all kinds of different things that weren't in the interests of American people under the name of fighting terrorism and of course, you know, they went to war and uh, killed millions of people in the Middle East that were innocent and had nothing to do with what was going on. And so the narrative has really changed. And I think, you know, on on nine eleven, if you look at the internet, it's it's very polarizing. You know, you see people who say never forget, and you know they get insulted when you point out. Basic some, truths. some of the the quote unquote conspiracy elements about it, you know, like Donald Rumsfeld saying the day before nine uh, eleven on on nine ten two thousand one that the Pentagon couldn't find three trillion dollars, right? Yeah. Um, and like the only office that had the records of that crumbled. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or or the insurance policy that was taken out on the towers, you know, previously that year that paid the insurance beneficiary four plus billion dollars. Right. Like we have these these things that all point to. It being an orchestrated tragedy to unite Americans in order to produce the war, in order to benefit these politicians and these very evil, uh, corrupt elite people that we talk about every single day on the show. And it wasn't really until covid happened when enough people saw how that because that was very sloppy how they did that Uh, like yes people bought it but there was a big number of people that didn't buy it and that wasn't the case at 9-11 everybody when 9-11 happened like was like holy shit we all we all bought it yeah and when 20 when when COVID happened not everybody bought it and it opened up the narrative for people who had doubts about 9-11 to kind of explore those doubts and look into it. And now we have what I think, I don't think it's mainstream, but I think it's getting to be mainstream where a lot of people realize that 9-11 was conducted heavily by our own three-letter agencies for a certain specific purpose. Um, And then we start throwing in the idea of, of how the CIA allegedly executed Kennedy and like all these things. And it opens up a lot. You know, if we want to talk about the real terrorism, that's the terrorism. You know, that's the terrorism. It's funny how, you know, Middle Easterners were painted as terrorists for so many years in this country. 
and you don't hear anything about it anymore. Like they're not worried about all these uh, Western African uh, or Middle Eastern or uh, third world country uh, citizens coming across the border, not saying a word about it. Where 10 years ago, it would have been like, man, they're going to suicide vest everybody and riled everybody up. And I really think that what this this you know from my perspective you know and i have a different perspective because i'm old enough to have witnessed both these events it's very interesting how they've manipulated the country into believing certain things and how easy it is to believe or manipulate people into believing certain things you know i was one of those people who bought the middle middle easterners and arabs are terrorists for many years you know like my position back then was very much so like, let's just fucking wipe them the fuck out. Yeah. And like, bro, that's very, I mean, I'm embarrassed to admit that now because I have so many friends that I've met from that area of the world who are great people, who are who who, who have basically the same values that I have. Um, and they happen to be Muslim. You know, I happen to be a Christian. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, these are good people. And we've been manipulated so heavily in so many different ways and it's just interesting to look at nine, look at how the narrative has changed on 9-11 on social media over the years because uh, now it's like this argument about like who did it, what was involved, and then you still have people who say, you guys are crazy, but dude, it, it, look, man, it's undeniable. There's, yeah. ev- there's tons and tons of evidence here, and I think the best thing that's happening because of all of this is that people are legitimately asking questions about everything now you know there these people's ability these corrupt uh three-letter people you know i'm not saying the whole agencies are all corrupt but i mean a lot of it is more than one person let's be real yeah, <laughs> yeah. um these people are orchestrating tragedies in the world that are unnecessary and that only benefits certain classes of people when that's not the natural state of humanity, the natural state of humanity is peace and harmony and goodwill. And we, we continue to have the jar shaken for the benefit of a very, very wealthy, very, very few in number segment of the population. And, uh, you know, every time this, this, this anniversary comes around, I think more and more people are waking up to what's actually going on because it's, it's running congruent with some of the fuckery that they're playing right now, you know? Yeah, I, I had a back and forth with a lefty on uh, Instagram, I think, uh, last night. You know, but they were saying, like, you know, all these conspiracy theories, like, you know, we should just leave leave those people alone. You know, like, it doesn't do them any justice. And I'm like, you know, well, here's the thing. If there's a possibility, right, that that thing was, that 9-11 was orchestrated, that it was um, a involved, you know, plot that led to the justification of a 20 year plus war that led to the justification of, you know, thousands of American soldiers dying, right? A mass, a whole generation of, you know, patriotic fighters dying, right? If there's a possibility that these conspiracy theories are true, does it not do justice to everybody that, you know, have lost their lives or loved ones? Does it not do justice to them to get to the bottom of it, to get to the truth of it? Like what justice you can't have justice without truth, right? That's the whole point. You know, and a lot of people want to sweep this under the rug yeah. because they want to, you know, just look away. You know, it's like when you have a big problem in your life and you decide to like look the other way, 
the problem doesn't go away. It gets bigger. It gets yeah. worse. It gets more powerful and it takes more from you. And that's a big problem for a lot of people because it's such an uncomfortable thing to look at and say, could people really be that evil? Yeah. Well, I mean, look at what they've done over the last three years. I mean, most of you guys listening, even if you disagree with, let's say, 60 to 70% of what I say, you understand that there's still a ton of truth to the fact that what just happened over the last three years yeah. was engineered to happen. I think that's why they're so, that's why they're so afraid of it is because they probably believe that it's true. They're just, they're so afraid of accepting that and that being the actual truth. I, I, you, you know, know what I'm saying? One thing I, I do want to show real quick that, that I thought was interesting was this headline uh, from Newsweek. Uh, China mocks U.S. on 9-11 anniversary with cartoons. So uh, the Chinese state media, which is a state, you know, all their media is ran, ran by the state, right? Uh, they released this editorial cartoon and... Uh, Dude, it shook me, right? Initially, I'm like, man, you know, well, fuck China. But then you, you really start looking at it. And what it is, for those that are on audio right now, it's it's a uh, it has the Statue of Liberty, and she's holding a piece of paper that says 22 years after 9-11. And then behind her is essentially the, uh, the, the, the broken places of, like, Iraq or Afghanistan, right, with bullets flying overhead, Molotov cocktails. Are you sure that's supposed to be the Middle East or Afghanistan? certainly looks like some of our cities right now yeah facts you know are you sure that's not them showing the state of america right now with the bullets flying back and forth and the molotov cocktails and the burnt buildings because that looks like a lot of what typically from the outside most people would look at and say the prestigious cities of america new york city los angeles chicago that's what they look like yeah yeah yeah, I mean, that's definitely a take on it for sure. Like, that, so I, that's I mean, what I, I thought when I first saw it. Yeah, yeah like I don't, I don't, like you know, they they try to spin all the mock. Like I, I mean, is is that a mock or is that a true depiction of where we are right now? I would say if you consider that the background is our own cities, I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, so. I just thought it was interesting, man. Um, any 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 words on President Mitchell's pants? No, because I don't believe that he cares at all. I I believe his I I. These things don't bother me anymore. Like when he walks out of the Medal of Honor uh, ceremony or he says something or he does something that is inflammatory, I don't get riled up because I understand what the man's purpose is. Yeah. The, the man's purpose is to come in and dis deconstruct America step by step by step and do everything he can to make America worse. And then for us to blame it on him being senile and old and not knowing what's going on. And like, I'm not going to buy into that. Like by me saying, oh, I can't believe he walked out of the Medal of Honor ceremony or I can't believe that he didn't go to 9-11. Like, I can't believe he shut down uh, the strategic oil reserves in Alaska. I can't believe he stopped the pipeline. I can't believe he's letting crime go on like this in the cities. I can't believe he's letting the border stay open. I can't believe, I can't believe, I can't, I can believe it. Because I understand his role and what his purpose is in this, and I fully believe that. I fully believe this man is completely compromised, and his role is to go in, deconstruct America, and do all the dirty work. Because if you imagine, let's just say, and I'm not a fan of Gavin Newsom, all right? I don't think most of you listening are. But let's just say, um, but we can agree that the man is competent in terms of his ability to communicate, 
He is not brain dead. He's 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 a strategic thinker. He's capable. He can have a conversation. If they had a man like Gavin Newsom doing these same things that Joe Biden's doing, it would be undeniably obvious to people that he's doing it on purpose and that would cause a revolt. And so what's actually happening here is we have a fall guy in the White House that they are portraying to be senile and stupid and old and decrepit and shitting his pants so that we'll all just say, well, it's just old Joe Biden doing dumb shit instead of recognizing what it actually is, which is an intentional demoralization, destabilization of the greatest country that's ever existed. Yeah, that's real shit, man. I think I think we're starting to give him way too much. Not us on the show. I'm just saying. I think in general, they're starting to give him give him way too much attention. You know what I'm saying? Especially for something like this. Like, listen, that's what he's supposed to be doing. Again, let's focus on what we should be focusing on, which is is, is honoring and remembering those fallen that died. Yeah, and I also think that by you pointing out the truth about what actually happened, that's actually the best way to honor these people. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no honor in lying about what actually happened to these people or pretending that it didn't happen. You know, that's just because it's uncomfortable to talk about doesn't mean that we mourn less the innocent lives that were taken. But I think it's a reality that we should also consider the one and a half million innocent people that were killed all the way across the globe. You know, it's interesting how people have these big bleeding hearts for all these people coming across the border when they're coming across our border. But when they're over there in uh, Iraq or they're in Afghanistan, fucking kill them. Yeah. Like, no, it's dude, like the hypocrisy there doesn't align. Yeah. We got to have those uncomfortable. You know, what's uncomfortable to talk about syphilis. You know, what's not uncomfortable to talk about. The truth is about thousands of Americans losing their lives. It shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah. How do you know that syphilis is uncomfortable? I don't to talk know. About? I just imagine that that would be a. Oh really? You heard a friend or something? Yeah. I'm, no. No. Yeah. No. I just. Oh, you I got just, personal experience. No, is that what the Kleenexes are for? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it would be uncomfortable to talk about. You're just guessing. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. It's, it's right. a uh, edu- hypothetically it's educated speaking. hypothetical guess. Okay. Yeah. Be pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Guys, it is CTI, man. So let's get this cruise uh, going. Remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyforseller.com. You can find them there. You can also check down on YouTube in our description below and find the links uh, link there as well. Uh, so with that being said, let's get right into it. Our first headline, headline number one. Headline number one reads, liberals turn on New Mexico governor over gun suspension, uh, quote, violates the U.S. Constitution. Uh, this is a very interesting development out of New Mexico. So uh, let's let's dive into this. So Democratic New Mexico Governor Michelle Juan Grisham is coming under fire from members of her own party after temporarily suspending open and concealed carry across Albuquerque under an emergency health order. Quote, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There is no such thing as a public health emergency exception uh, to the United States Constitution. California Democratic Representative Ted Lieu, uh, which that was definitely a shot out of the left field. Very uh, <laughs> not expected from that guy. Um, I think we've we posted a few of his tweets online. That guy is something else. But it's interesting to see him stand up on this matter. Um, and I'm happy to see it. So, um Lahan Grissom, 
suspended, temporarily suspended open and concealed carry laws in Bernalillo County for at least 30 days starting September 8th. The announcement was spurred by the fatal shooting of young children, including a 13-year-old girl in July, a 5-year-old girl in August, and an 11-year-old boy this month. Uh, quote, as I said yesterday, the time for standard measures has passed, the governor said, according to her office's press release on the order. Quote, and when New Mexicans are afraid to be in crowds to take their kids to school to leave a baseball game with their very right to exist is threatened by the prospect of violence at every turn, something is wrong. Now, uh, even David Hogg jumped in on this conversation, which I thought was, again, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of scaring me almost that there's so much pushback from that side. Like, I don't know, you know, but but this is what he tweeted out. Um, this was in response to her passing uh, this uh, state of emergency that she declared. Um, he, he tweeted out saying, uh, quote, I support gun safety, but there is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. Uh, Stephen Crowder even jumped in saying, uh, quote, what uh, saying, quote, wait, did I just agree with David Hogg? Um, there's Ted Lou's original, uh, tweet there. Now she responded to Ted Lou. Okay. This was her tyrannical response that she had to say. She's tweeted out saying, uh, quote, Hey, Ted conceal and open carry are state laws that I have jurisdiction over. If you're really interested in helping curb gun violence, I'd welcome you to join our next police Academy class. Um, and that came, uh, before she, oh. yeah, I say you got them. Yeah. yeah. Too bad. They're already defunded. Yeah. Fucking dumbass. Um, she's getting sued. National Association for Gun Rights sues over New Me- uh, Mexico governor's concealed carry ban. Um, so that's going down. Um, but here's the thing. It's not just happening. Uh, well, we're seeing this more on the local levels, right? So it's not just the state. So this is a state example, right? But we actually got it going on here in our own backyard. Uh, St. Louis City Mayor. Uh, St. Louis Mayor wants to ban AR-15s, AK-47s on city streets. Uh, putting out a bill uh, for a local ban. Um, saying the legislation would be designed to prohibit military-grade weapons on city streets, prevent the transfer or sale of guns to minors, take action on military-grade guns and similar untraceable well, firearms. Listen, we can't get military-grade guns anyway. People don't understand that. It's already yeah. That's already. <laughs> if that, we could, I'd have some. When I hear somebody say that, that just shows me that they have no idea what the fuck they're talking. You mean about. like the the forty. The forty round magazine clip, yeah, the ghost gun, Mike, Mike, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like fires forty rounds in two seconds and point five seconds. Yep, yeah, forty that. rounds in one second. It's like that uh, that uh, that Simpson picture of the revolver with the Glock magazine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like these people just don't get it. No, man. they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, which discredits their argument completely. To anybody that does. You know, so what we, what we, and so I was alluding to, I feel like, you know, it's, it's interesting that all of these typical leftists are jumping in on this issue to, to, you know, to kind of hit on her on this. What, uh, is there something deeper here, bro? I don't know if it, it feels the same because I feel the same is what I'm trying to it's say. Weird. Yeah. So if you notice the David Hogg and the, the Lou tweet, and then like a whole bunch of other tweets from other of these radical leftists yeah. have been almost verbatim. Yeah, almost like, you know, uh, the winter of death, you know, almost like don't kill your grandma, almost like horse medicine. Yeah. Horse medicine. Yeah. Yeah, Almost like that. It's almost (laughs) like 
there's a back channel that all these people get information about what to say and how to say it. You know, like you've seen that clip where all the newscasters are saying the exact same thing. That, here, that clip is so scary. Yeah, here it is right here. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about someone trying to be responsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 All right, so like, bro, come on now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when we look at that clip, that's what these people are doing in a different way. We're just not privy to the communication on the back end that they're all getting. No. And from my um, my read on this, what was a temperature check? Mm. You know, these people like to check the temperature of society on what's actually going on. And I think this woman was tasked, meaning the governor of New Mexico was tasked to try this in a state. And if we're just being honest, bro, everybody forgets about New Mexico. Like no one, no one's moving there. No one talks about it. There's nothing going on there. No, being real. Yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. What's it's in a, New Mexico. Albuquerque. That's it. But like, I'm just saying like, you know, uh, <laughs> Bugs Bunny and the fucking road, you know, the road runner and Taz. Yeah, yeah right. Like right. they're all there, you know, but like <laughs> the point is, is that there's not a whole lot going on there that people really talk about in mainstream very often. So if you were going to temperature check, what better place to temperature check? Because, dude, there's like 10 Republicans in the whole state, right? It's all Democrats. Yeah. So in my opinion, how I see this and how my brain works is it feels like she's trying to run a temperature check or she was tasked with running a temperature check and the backlash was so immediate and so harsh that they panicked, meaning the leftists and people who were all organized together panicked and they all retracted at once to make it seem like this is not what they're trying to do because this would have severe political and societal implications if people really thought that this was going to be the next step. Yeah. Like if people really thought that they're going to come for the guns and ban guns like, bro, we'd have an uprising of violence. Yeah. And I think they sense that immediately because even with how blue and how left New Mexico happens to be, there was still a massive resistance immediately by the people. Good work, by the way, um, to resist this. And I think they saw that. I think they issued a statement right away and said, whoa, 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 you know, 
Not all of us, yeah. right? And right. I think this was just a big temperature check, and that's how I see it. Hmm. Um, so I do think there's more to it. Yeah, it, like I said, it's just weird, and it is verbatim, man. Yeah. It is verbatim. And it's Look, we, we have weird. to stop viewing things at surface level, yeah. and we have to start looking at them 10,000-foot view because this is a coordinated effort amongst a whole lot of people to accomplish certain things in our country, and they're all working together. So there's there's... Twitter files and Facebook files and all these information, these all prove how these coordinated communications have started to happen. And apparently there's still other ways that this is happening. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure, but like their statements are almost identical, you know, they are. right? And that's not an accident. And it's not just one person copying Lou's tweet and then the next person copying their tweet. They're all saying the almost the exact verbatim same shit. And this happens on mainstream media. We've all saw it through COVID. You know, they all use the same phrases, the same wording over and over and over again about all different things. And this is no different than that. It's just, you know, I think they push a little bit. They got immediate resistance. They panic. They thought that it would cost them a whole lot of shit because here's the reality. Where they're really going to fuck themselves in the election is in the Senate and the House. All right. If people on the local level vote, all of the blue people out of the Senate and the House, which, you know, there's a high likelihood of happening. It's possible. Yeah. Um, they lose all their power. So they can't just worry about the presidential election. They also have to worry about those elections. And so I think this spooked them. I think they got scared. And I think they backpedaled immediately. Because yeah. we can all admit that this is out of character with David Hogg's natural um, opinions on anything acting yeah. right like all these people are anti-gun to the max they don't give a fuck about the constitution and anything that they do to pretend like they care about the constitution is only to protect their ass so they continue to push the constitution out of the picture yeah what if it's a play for them to like you know make it you know have an amendment to the constitution because they're all setting it up like oh we have to respect the constitution we have to respect the constitution what if they're like pushing that to make an amendment to the Constitution that would then? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Oh, know. Know. maybe, maybe far fetched. I don't, I don't think know. that. Yeah, I, I do like what Elon Musk had to say on this topic. Uh, Elon Musk reacted by asking how soon she can be removed from office. Uh, Musk put out uh, a tweet on X, uh, which said, "Quote: At risk of stating what should be obvious, deliberately violating the Constitution is next level illegal. How soon can this person be removed from office?" I just thought that was great. Um, well, in about five minutes with a whole bunch of people with guns. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit, man. You know? Yeah, guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know what you guys think. Hashtag infringe on these uh, down in the comments, guys. Let us know what you guys think on that topic. Um, but before we get to our second headline, as always, let's cruise some comments. Sweet. Yeah, let's cruise some comments. I got a good one for you. Uh, this comment, uh, I believe this uh, This was not a CTI comment. This is from YouTube, but not on a CTI. Mm. Uh, so this... Uh, cruise the comment section. Uh, brought by at Claire Sylvie. Claire Sylvie. She says, uh, uh, "Watching Andy practice saying no, so funny. Also, one hundred percent accurate. I think so. That's a reference to uh, that was episode five seventy one. No, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you, that, that was from our Q and A that just posted yesterday. So if you guys haven't seen that, go check that out. Yeah. Um. 
I, I think that was actually one of my favorite parts of the was that, that show too. Yeah, yeah I'm was, pretty was charming question. and funny. I mean, I don't blame you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just talking about more like I was the the actual like you know the ability to say no in real life though. Like dude, that's important, man. Yeah, and people have a problem with it. You know, we live in such a soft society where people want to carry the weight of other people's reactions when in reality the the responsibility for someone's reaction to you saying no is not your responsibility to carry, right? They have to the, do There's it. a boundary there. <laughs> right. And a lot of people avoid saying no because they don't want the person to be upset or to think a certain way about them when in reality uh, that's not something that you should really concern yourself with if you want to live a happy, healthy, productive, stress-free life. It gets pretty heavy carrying the response of everything that you communicate to someone else that happens to be your position or your thoughts or your feelings, carrying their reaction to those things. That's a heavy thing to carry. And I think a lot of people suffer from a lot of anxiety by not understanding that when you say no, that's perfectly acceptable. And how they react is something for them to carry, not for you to carry. Yeah. Crazy. It's hypothetical reaction. You Most know, of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because like, like what you think they're going to react that's not always typically how they react. Yeah, most people just, uh, you know, they create the worst case scenario yeah. response in their head, and that creates a situation where they avoid having the conversation altogether. It, you know, and communicating effectively, clearly, uh, is literally the first skill you need to be successful in anything in life. Yeah. And when you observe how people try to hesitate or run away from conflict or move away from conflict or move away from tough conversations, it's really no surprise as to why they don't really move anywhere in life because it's impossible to get any better or make any progress without a real conversation or real answers. Yes, no, maybe so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Absolutely. Guys, you guys should go check that episode out. Uh, that was the most recent Q&A, episode 571. Uh, shout out to Claire. Appreciate that uh, that catch. Uh, I like those Q&As. Yeah. yeah. I like those. So, so go check them out. Guys, again, we want to say thank you to all of our real-ass fans. Uh, for not being hoes and sharing the show. So let's get back into it. Got headline number two. Headline number two reads, Blinken refuses to criticize Musk, who says he denied Ukraine's request to use Starlink for Russian attack. Now, this one is very, very interesting, man, because it came out right before the weekend, and it kind of got swept under the rug, bro. Like, nobody really talked about how big of a deal that this actually, actually was. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into this for those of you guys that have missed it. Uh, so Secretary of State Anthony Blinken twice declined to criticize Elon Musk after the SpaceX founder said he refused to help the Ukrainian government access his Starlink Internet service in order to attack Russia. Blinken was pressed by CNN's Jake Tapper to comment on details in a new book confirmed by Musk, uh, including that he refused the Ukrainian government's request to activate Starlink, a satellite Internet service run by SpaceX in Crimea so it could launch a submarine drone attack against Russian naval forces. This was Elon's tweet in response to the book being released in response um, to this whole conversation. This is the tweet, the initial tweet that went out. Okay. Um, this came out on September 7th, 2023. Uh, Elon says, quote, there was an emergency request from government authorities to activate Starlink all the way to Sevastopol." The obvious intent being to sink most of the Russian fleet at anchor. If I had agreed to their request, then SpaceX would be explicitly complicit 
in a major act of war and conflict escalation. So Tapper asked Blinken whether Musk should face repercussions after he, quote, effectively sabotaged a military operation by Ukraine, a U.S. ally against Russia, an aggressor country that invaded a U.S. ally. Quote, Jake, I can't speak to a specific episode. Here's what I can tell you. Starlink has been a vital tool for the Ukrainians to be able to communicate with each other and particularly for the military to communicate in their effort to defend all of Ukraine's territory. Quote, I don't know that you can't speak to it. You won't speak to it. Tapper fired back. Musk says he was reportedly afraid that Russia would retaliate with nuclear weapons. Musk says uh, that's based on his private discussions he had with senior Russian officials. Are you concerned that Musk is apparently conducting his own diplomatic outreach to the Russian government? Really? None of this concerns you? Uh, quote, Jake, I can't speak to conversations that may or may not have happened. I don't know. Blinken responded, uh, quote, I'm focused on the fact that the technology itself, Starlink, has been really important for Ukrainians. It remains so. And Jaber, uh, Tap, Tapper kept trying to go on him, right? So Tapper, uh, Tapper argued, it says, uh, quote, it sounds like Starlink's so important the U.S. government doesn't want to risk offending a capricious billionaire who did some things that I think in another situation the U.S. government might want to say something about. But let's move no, on. No, that's not what it is. It's not what it is at all. No. In no. fact, he's saving no, our asses. That's, that's not even it. That's not why... Listen, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I agree with you. Yes, that's what's happening. Yeah. But that's what Tapper's saying is not why they're not attacking him. Tapper wants, Tapper is saying that they're not attacking him because they don't want to offend him. That's not why. They want to continue to use Starlink. They don't want, they know that Elon will just shut the shit off. Right. And they'll be dead in the water. So they're, it's not about offending. It's about actually still being able to push the uh, situation the way that they want it to go. They're right. actually, they, those two actually want the same thing. One guy knows something. The other guy doesn't realize yet. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Ta Tapper's not, he's, he's not, a fucking moron. Not, he's not smart. Okay. You're not a very smart yes. guy. Um, but yeah, so, so the article continues, uh, says must tweet last week came amid backlash over an excerpt from Walter Isaacson's new biography, Elon Musk, that was published in the Washington post. Isaacson claimed in that excerpt that Musk had Starlink's connection in Crimea shut off. But Musk uh, said there was never Starlink coverage in Crimea. Um, there never was. Um, Isaacson then had to post a clarification on Friday, writing, quote, to clarify on the Starlink issue, the Ukrainians thought coverage was enabled all the way to Crimea, but it was not. They asked Musk to enable it for their drone sub-attack on the Russian fleet, Musk did not enable it because he thought probably correctly that it would cause a major war. Um, then Musk responded to that, uh, saying, much appreciated, Walter. The honest is meaningfully different uh, if I refuse to act upon a request from Ukraine versus made a deliberate change to Starlink to thwart Ukraine. At no point did I or anyone at SpaceX promise coverage over Crimea. Uh, moreover, our terms of service clearly prohibit Starlink for offensive military action as we are a civilian system. So they were again asking for something that was expressly prohibited. Now here's where it gets weird. SpaceX is building Starshield for the U S government, which is similar to, but much smaller than Starlink as it will not have to handle millions of users. That system will be owned and controlled by the U S government. So they'll get that wish eventually is what it sounds like. Maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe 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 if uh they don't press on him like Tapper wants him to do. Yeah. You know, maybe it's the fact that uh what's his face uh Blinken actually understands that Elon might say, you know, that Star Shield thing that we were working on, fuck it. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, because you guys yeah, tried yeah. to abuse this other thing. That's why we can't comment on it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It makes perfect sense, dude. Like and that's what people tend to forget, bro, with this stuff, right? Is that these are these are nothing more but massive games of chess. Like three dimensional fucking chess. Right. And most people kind of play or are, are still playing checkers. That that's the biggest problem. Right? This is fucking it's not chess. that most people are playing checkers, bro. It's that most people in our country are so fucking oppressed and so busy and working so hard to try and survive and get by and take care of their family that they can't follow what's actually going on. And that's the big problem. It's not that, you know, people don't care. It's not that um you know, we don't have a patriotic country. It's that these tyrants have made society so uncomfortable for a large percentage of the population intentionally so that those people will be distracted and not be able to really follow the narrative of what's actually going on. Yeah. And so that's what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with a bunch of, you know, weakness. We're not dealing with a bunch of, you know, people who aren't, uh, quote unquote Americans or patriots. Sure, there is a small percentage to the far left that fit into that narrative and category, but they've been trying to use social media to make us think that that's the entire country and that's part of the demoralization process. And then part of the destabilization process is them making it so hard that you can't really follow along with what's going on or resist it because you're too busy trying to fucking survive. And that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, that's real shit, man. I, I'm just glad he didn't do it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad Musk didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, who knows how that would have went, bro? I, I think he knows how it would have went. I think that's why he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was talking to those guys. He was talking to people from their government, and they probably said, "Look, if they do this, this is what we're going to do." Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they're not fucking around. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, man. I don't know. Guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know what you guys think. I personally think that Russia and Putin is showing incredible restraint. Oh, bro. Against retaliation efforts. They they should have they should have did some shit after Nord Stream pipelines. I dude, look, man. I my I don't know these guys. I don't know any I don't you know <laughs> we ain't been contacted that's by right. the FSB. Right. But all I can HB. do is deduce from what I observe. And when I observe Putin not getting more and more and more aggressive. You know, they blew up the pipeline. They blew up that bridge. They've been doing all these things to, to fuck with him. And he knows it's the United States and he knows it's NATO. And this dude could very easily retaliate with the flip of a switch against all of them at once. He's got enough weapons to do that. Like no. he could say click and every single place where these people are could be hit. And he hasn't done that. And I think the reason he hasn't done it is because I think he's the opposite of what they tell us he is. You know, they tell us he's a criminal and he's a tyrant and he's a this, he's a that. Well, they also tell us all this other shit where the exact opposite is true. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at some point we have to start asking ourselves, is our own government actually lying about this man? Because his actions and his restraints that he's showing are actually proving that he's a pretty reasonable human being. But that reasonability is going to wear out. 
eventually. And I think that's where they're trying to push it. I think they're trying to push him to a point of instigating some sort of major attack mm -hmm. so that they can have their war and they can disrupt the election process or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, dude, it's coming because, you know, for a man like Putin, who's extremely, uh, you know, I would call him a nationalist, right? Like, I mean, he's extremely patriotic of this country, uh, of, of this country and his image and the image of Russia to Russians are extremely important, right? So all of this stuff has gone on, the Steele dossier, Trump-Russia collusion, Nord Stream pipelines, the NATO advancement, Ukraine shit going on. All of this stuff continues to go on. At some point, he's going to have to defend his national image. If not for him, for, for, for Mother Russia. Like, they have right. to defend their image to their own citizens before he gets called out from his citizens right. from being weak. Right. Right. And so it's like the question is, like, how much more can go on that scale before it tips over? That's the scary question, man. Because in my opinion, I feel I, like it par we're, we're past the tipping point. Bro, I think the whole narrative that we've been fed about Ukraine has nothing to do with with what they've told us. You know, we covered this the Friday after the the Russia, uh, the the initial Russia invasion of uh, of uh, eastern Ukraine. You know, where we got a hold of that speech where Putin was talking about the bio labs and he was mm -hmm. talking about denazifying uh, Western or Eastern Ukraine. And, you know, what have we been told? We haven't been told anything. All we're told is this. Putin's crazy and he's invading Ukraine because he wants Ukraine and he wants to spread power across, uh, you know, he wants to spread his empire all the way across Europe. I mean, this is the same shit that hit that they that Hitler did. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to paint this man to be that type of a figure uh, when in reality, he's not showing any of that stuff. So, like, it's almost like he's trying to expose who the real enemy is through restraint. Yeah. And it seems to be working. because Doing a pretty good job. Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, when we first said that about Ukraine, people freaked the fuck out. Um, but a lot of people have figured out, like, this is a huge criminal money laundering scheme that is not in the interest of anybody mm. over here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let us know what you guys think. Hashtag WWX. You get it? World War X. You see what I did there? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Guys, let's get into our third and final headline. Headline number three. Uh, headline number three reads, Communist revolutionaries set fire to American flags in protest outside Jason Aldean's show. Quote, we will try it right in front of your concert. Now, this one was interesting to me. Aside from it coming out, um, especially on the day that we all know what this is, right? So I obviously saw this as just a ploy. Um, but, like, none of it really makes sense. Let's dive into it, see what we get out of this. Uh, a communist revolutionary group burned American flags and chanted anti-U.S. slogans during a disturbing staged protest outside a Jason Aldean concert in Chicago on Saturday night. Yeah, it's probably the feds. Yeah. Oh, shit. Around 20 communists, that's it, 20, belonging to Revolution Club Chicago, assembled outside Credit Union One Amphitheater in Tinley Park, shouting phrases like, fuck the U.S. and all its might, uh, as they torched the flags, according to the video shared by News 2. Uh, the group was also filmed taking jabs at Aldine's song, Try That in a Small Town, labeling the Georgia-born artist's song, quote, a piece of fascist shit. Uh, quote, guess what, Jason? We will try that in a small town. Activist Rafael Caderas. Um, I mean, Castro. I mean, Caderas. 
a California resident who flew out to the Windy City to take part in the protest, told the Chicago Tribune, uh, quote, we will try that in a big city and we will try that right in front of your concert. Um, now, now here's the thing. So I checked in, of course, you know, uh, if you go to 18 U.S. Code 700, desecration of the flag of the United States and its penalties. Um, and it lists it out. It says, quote, whoever knowingly mutilates, defaces, physically defiles, burns, maintains on the floor or ground or tramples upon any flag of the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for not more than one year or both. Um, and that's exactly what they did. As members of the Revolution Club burned old glory, law enforcement quickly descended on the protest, announcing by megaphone that the group was an unlawful assembly and concert goers were, quote, alarmed and disturbed by their presence. The video shows, uh, quote, you are disturbing the public peace without the authority of law. A Tinley Park police officer told the group through a bullhorn over the chance, quote, we are ordering you to immediately disperse. Failure to comply can result in chemical or less lethal conditions being deployed. The officer warned the group who cheered uh, at the officer's ultimatum. Um, now, according to them, uh, nobody was arrested. No, no reports, no, 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 no arrests were made. Um, and they kept going on. Now, I was able to look into a little bit about this, this network. This is Bob. Uh, a Vikion, a radical, radically different leader. This is apparently the guy who is running the Revolution Communist Party in America. Um, this guy here, and I don't know why this reminds me of like those 3 a.m. infomercials. I'm getting like those vibes from him. Like he has a special like. It's you know, the fucking. It's the fucking ear mic. That is that what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm you talking can't about. be a professional guru without one of those. Mics. Bro, everybody knows the fuck I'm yeah. talking about. It's like 2:30 a.m. You wake up, yeah, and this and, guy and this guy's gonna like make a, you a billion dollars. Yeah, he's gonna say a brand new type of toaster. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's this guy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is the guy, man. Andy, what what do we got on this? Uh, they should have all been arrested. They should all been fuck. I mean, and then first beat, and then arrested. And the irony here, the irony is that these people are so ignorant. That they can't understand that, like, the only thing protecting them from actually being beat and imprisoned, which is what would happen under a communist regime, is the fact that they live in America. And it's not communism. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how fucking stupid these people are. They're literally so fucking stupid, bro. Like, the, their IQ must be, lo like, sub 50. Yeah. Re re legitimately. Like, these people are so dumb they can't even recognize that the only reason they're allowed to do the bullshit that they do is because they live in a country that actually, you know, contrary to what I say most of the time, uh, is somewhat free. You know what I mean? Like under a communist- it's free in certain regards. Yeah, yeah, look, bro, over in North Korea, you know, when a fire breaks out in your home, I mean, you may not even know this, but like in North Korea, if you're if you're- fire your house catches on fire and you don't save the portrait of the president and you go for your kids they'll put you in fucking jail it's crazy yeah like dude you cannot do this shit in communist countries and these people are so they 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 are so confused and so misled i mean they can't understand that they are the useful idiots that these books talk about mm -hmm. these are the people that don't know any better that are mobilized to do the work of marx and Mao and Lenin, Stalin, yeah, and all these people, 
right? These are the people that they call useful idiots throughout history that they've been able to mobilize under the promise of free shit and equality. And these people misinterpret that and they think that that means, you know, everybody's going to be wealthy. Like they look at wealthy people and they think communism so we can all have that. But reality is, is communism so we can all live like San Francisco, right? right? Or LA or Chicago. And I'm talking about the worst parts, not the rich parts. Right. That's the equality that communism produces. And these people just can't understand it, dude. Like, honestly, in my opinion, any single person with communist beliefs whatsoever should be exiled from this country. They should should be removed from the country. Dude, I'll be honest. I think this the the penalty for the desecration of our flag is too light. Yeah, there's dude. To me, that's an act. There's too much tolerance, man. Way too much. There's too much tolerance. Like there what's the reason that we're in the situation we're in is because there's so much tolerance in this live and let live attitude by Americans. And they say, Man, this is the land of the free. Live and let live. They can have their views, not if you're communist. No. Can't have them. Not if you're because a pedophile. Those people are, that's right, not pedophiles either. Those people are subversive. They they lie about their views. They lie about who they are. They work their way into the system and then they actively work to deconstruct the system. That's not a valid argument between two different ideologies. That's not, you think one thing, I think another thing, and we're going to argue out for the best ideas. Those people know they don't have the best ideas. That's why they have to lie to subvert and get into the system and deconstruct from within. That There is no place for that in this country. That should be illegal. These people should be exiled. They should be removed from society. And, and, and that's, that's being nice, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like the reality is, is this a mind virus that you cannot cure? So they can either not have a place here in this country, or we could do whatever the fuck we need to do to get them out of here. <laughs> One last thing on this this radically different leader, I would I'd be willing to bet you like ten bucks he wrote his own bio. Like yeah. listen to his bio. It says Bob, uh, a Viking, is the most important political thinker and leader in the world today. <laughs> Ten bucks he wrote that for himself. Is it who is who is this guy again? <laughs> so this guy uh is apparently the leader of this little uh this little clique. Yeah, so you go you, So this guy's a communist? Yes. Yeah. So he he I'm gonna pull up this website real quick. What kind of name is Avakian? I don't know. Let's search it. Let's look up. Armenian. Is it? This has yeah. It says it has Armenian origin. Hmm. Well, here here's here you go, Bob. How about this? Fuck you. How about you? <laughs> how about how about you try to do that shit around here? Yeah. Because I'll come out and beat your fucking ass myself. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, I'm sick of these people, dude. Bro. I'm trying to read. Yeah. Dude, people, listen. Oh, citizen, bro, he wrote this whole website. There's no uh, doubt. Of course he did, because he's a nobody. <laughs> of course he did. Like, listen to this. Being a communist today means following Bob of Eichen and the new path that he has forged. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to lead you guys right to the fucking camps. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who... That's what these people have to do with people that don't agree with their ideology, because they can't win on ideas. Yeah. They're right. Th- this is what I was trying... person. This is what I was trying yeah. to say a minute ago. They cannot win on ideas, so they have to subvert, and they have to cheat, and they have to lie, and they have to steal. And this is what creates a scenario where uh, where 
you know, we have to consider like how much of this should be allowed. Like, is America free for people who are liars, cheaters, and thieves and who represent themselves to be something that they're not in order to cause damage to the United States? To me, that should not be allowed. Fuck, listen, fuck you, Bob. No, bro, listen, this tolerance in the in the tolerance in in the United States from people who understand the concept of freedom have to, they have to understand that there's limits to that. There's certain things that cannot be live and let live. Pedophiles, for sure. Uh communists, for sure. These people are the bane of our fucking existence here in this country. They have no good intentions for anything that they touch. Everything is about destruction. Everything is about uh, creating fear. Everything is about creating division. Everything is about causing harm. Everything is about wrecking so that you can rebuild in, in their way. Well, if their way was so fucking great, how come they're not open and out on a stage debating someone who actually has good ideas and thoughts? Because they can't. Because anybody who hears the debate is going to think these people are fucking insane. That's a great point, man. This was one of their most recent Instagram posts. It says, uh, we can no longer afford to allow these imperialists to continue to dominate the world and determine the destiny of humanity. And it is a scientific fact that humanity does not have to live this way. Is it? What? What's the fact? Well, it must be all the other times communists succeeded. Yeah, exactly. You know, all the other times that, you know, the, the communisms kill more fucking people than anything ever in the history of Earth combined. More than every natural disaster combined. More than every war combined. And that was just in the last 115, 120 years. People don't understand that. This ideology doesn't work. It's not practical. It's not real. And it's so destructive and so harmful because they try to eliminate and kill not just the people who disagree, but the people who can't contribute. So what they do is they try to activate these quote unquote useful idiots who have no skills, no ambition, no life, and they're just jealous, hateful, lazy people who want what the other guy has, who's worked his whole life for it. They want it. So they activate these people to go out and, and pre preach these messages. And then once they get in power, they kill those people because those people don't contribute to society in any way, shape, or form. That's why they're called useful idiots. At the end of the day, if you get Bob in power here, Bob's going to tell all the people that are out preaching his message to face the fucking wall and put a bullet in the back of their head because they're not productive. That's what people don't understand about communists. So these people, these communists who actually run around and say we're communists, they don't even understand what the fuck they're doing. They're actually arguing and fighting for their own demise, and they can't understand it. Yeah. They think they're going to be on the team. They think that they're going to be in with Bob, right? And I'm sure that 60 million Russians that were killed during the Holodomors believe that they were going to be in with fucking Lenin or Stalin as well. Right? Like they believed I'm on their team. They're not going to fucking kill me. And they killed them. <laughs> and by the way, it's interesting that, you know, anywhere between, you know, 40 to 60 million people were killed in that Holocaust and no one fucking talks about it. It's not even mentioned. That's 10 times the alleged number that was killed in the, in the World War II Holocaust, but we don't even talk about that other one. 
You know why we don't talk about that other one? Because these motherfuckers are fucking communists and they don't want you to know how brutal their regime actually is. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to see if you want to get him on the show. No. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I don't want him within five feet of me, bro. Yeah, no, that's real. I don't want him with the eyesight of me. Real talk. Oh, that's real shit. Like, bro, those people who burnt that flag, I'm I'm surprised that you good American country boy citizens who go to Jason Aldean concerts didn't beat the fucking shit out of those people. I think, so I, I was trying to, because I thought that too, and I, when I tried to read into it, apparently, like, the concert was already going on. They These motherfuckers are smart, because here's the thing, they're, they're pussies, right? Yeah, they so are. They did it while everybody was inside. Yeah. They did it for about 30 fucking minutes, and then they dispersed right before everybody else came out, is, is the, the consensus that I got. So there wasn't like they were standing out there while everybody was in line going Yeah, in. Bro, and they these communists always mobilize the same people. Mm-hmm. They mobilize the people who don't have shit, who who were, you know, coming from nothing, who fancy themselves to be intellectuals, who 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 dude, listen, we we know somebody like this. Yeah. Okay, you and I know mm-hmm. some uh, you know what I'm talking about our buddy from New York? Yep. Who fucking thinks <laughs> no, who fucking thinks that he's an intellectual when he really isn't? Yep. You know exactly who I'm talking I know, about. I know that guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of people that get into this shit. You know, it, it fucking people get killed over it. I don't Perfect, know. Dude. Man. I'm it's sick disgusting. of it. I love how he's fucking. Uh, I, it makes me angry to look at the image. Yeah. I could go on and on. I just leave it at that. It, it boils my blood to look at the image of someone being allowed to burn the American flag in America. I can't fucking stand it. That should be a no-fly zone. Like, if the the American people would stop tolerating that kind of behavior, that kind of behavior would stop. Like, if you knew that the consequence of burning the flag... That you were going to get your ass beat. Publicly. Yes. With the pole that you tore the flag off of. People wouldn't do it. Just saying. Just saying. Guys, chime in on this conversation. Let us know in the comments, guys, what you think. For you, Bob. Or whatever you think that means. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so let so let us know what you guys think no, down no, in the no. comments. It's f you, Bob. Well, I was gonna, but I said for you for YouTube purposes. Oh, okay. So like you know they can take right. it how you mean. Take right. it how you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? See All what right. I did there? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> guys, let's get into our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. Uh, that's where we bring a headline up. We'll talk about it. It'll get one of those two options. Uh, so that with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads. Coast Guard arrest a man trying to run a giant hamster wheel across the Atlantic. All right, real quick, quick guess. Where is this guy from? Is he from the U.S.? Yes. Are you asking, like, what state he's what from? What state? I mean, that sounds like a California thing. Oh, man. Or Florida. Yeah, it's Florida. Okay. <laughs> Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some weird people in California. Well, the too. reason I went with California was because of the eco stuff, right? Gotcha. Yeah. God, like, okay, I see where. I, that, yeah, that that's reasonable. That's yeah. a reasonable estimation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's dive into this. So uh, the article reads: Try as he might, Reza Bellucci can't reach his destination without running afoul of the United States Coast Guard. The key problem is his vessel, a giant floating hamster wheel made of buoys and wire. Self-propelled by Bellucci running inside. Bellucci, who lives in Florida, after being granted asylum from Iran, was taken in by the Coast Guard last week aboard his vessel following several days of back and forth with the authorities. 
According to a criminal complaint filed in U.S. District Court in South Florida, the Coast Guard Cutter Valiant uh, came across Bellucci and his homemade vessel about 70 nautical miles east of TB Island, uh, Georgia, uh, on August 26th as the Coast Guard was preparing for Hurricane Franklin. Uh, he told officers his destination, London, England, more than 4,000 miles away. Bellucci was asked for the vehicle's registration. He said it was registered in Florida, but he that uh, but that he couldn't find the registration, according to the complaint. The Coast Guard assessed Bellucci's vessel, known as a hydropod, and then <laughs> determined he was quote conducting a manifestly unsafe voyage, according to Coast Guard Special Agent Michael Perez in the complaint, which does not identify Bellucci's starting point. Uh, the officers then approached Bellucci in the small boat and instructed him to join them. Uh, they were ending his voyage due to it being unsafe. Bellucci replied that he had a 12-inch knife and would attempt to kill himself if the officers attempted to remove him from his vessel, according to the complaint. Uh, the officers returned to the cutter and stayed nearby. When the officers tried again over the next day or so to get Bellucci to join them on the small boat, uh, Bellucci displayed two knives and threatened to hurt himself if officers boarded his vessel, Bellucci also, quote, threatened to blow himself up along with his vessels. Uh, the officers saw him holding wires in his hand and believed him, the complaint says. Um, and this apparently is not his first time. Uh, this was far from Bellucci's first encounter with the Coast Guard. He has uh, attempted voyages in a similar homemade vessel in 2014, 2016, 2021, all of which resulted in the U.S. Coast Guard intervention, Perez notes. Here's his makeshift uh Hamster wheel. What what is going on in Florida? Like, why does all of the craziest shit happen? I mean, Utah is coming in second. I don't know, man. I think this is like, you know, it's the culture of first. Mm. You know, everybody wants to be first at something. Yeah. You know, the first this president, the first that teacher, the first guy to run across the ocean in a hamster wheel. Like... <laughs> Bro, like we need to get get away from the first and get back to being the best at shit mm. that actually matters. You know, yeah. that's my take on that's it. That's real shit. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, I'm so tired of hearing this, oh, it's so brave. Or oh, it's the first this of that. Like, dude, who fucking cares if it sucks? You know what I'm saying? Like, we we're not built on the first, we're built on the best. And, you know, running your hamster wheel across the fucking ocean. I mean, what do you what, what do you think that's going to create for you? Do you think? And yeah. I'm not trying to shit on your fucking dream, but maybe you should have a better dream. I'm not gonna lie; it doesn't look too bad. Like it looks, it looks okay. Like it looks safe, bro. The guy's out in the ocean with a hurricane coming. Yeah. Like they saved this dude's life. But here's my thing, though. Here, here's where I'm going to disagree with you on, Andy. All right, I personally, I am to the belief that the less dumb people we have procreating, no, I agree. I'm okay with it. Yeah, natural selection. Let's do it, saying, bro. If you want to go and take a hamster wheel into a fucking hurricane, by all means, I think that's a valuable, legitimate point. We should have it. I, I think we have to stop protecting the dumbest motherfuckers in the world and let them fucking do what they're gonna do. That's what I'm saying. It's like the cops who tried to stop the dude from surfing during COVID. Listen, like, man, bro, no. If dude, he wants to get, get COVID mad, from people, the sharks and shit, let him get listen, it. Listen, dude. People get mad when I say this about abortion. Yeah. They get super mad about it. Like, you guys bitch and complain about, you know, abortion, but, like, you don't ever stop to consider that the people who are getting the abortions are the same people who are, like, terrorizing the whole civil society at, at, at mass. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, why are you arguing for them to continue life in the life cycle when in reality, it's just going to create more people of that mindset that you're going to have to deal with and your children are going to have to deal with. Mm. And so like, dude, that's a very harsh position. And I understand that, but we, and I think it's also a real position. It's yeah. not idealistic thinking. And you know, until we have real people who are willing to legitimately take care of these kids and raise them right. I don't think people should have an opinion on what people do with their own, with their things. I, you want to stop your bloodline? Listen, cool. dude, exactly. Yeah. Like I actually do not, that's, that's how I see the world. I don't yeah. see it like, I don't see it like these other people see it. And you know, that gets me a lot of heat because the conservatives are the ones that tend to listen to the show more than, you know, the guys over there um, and progressive world. And shit. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> but, but like you, you know, you guys complain about how the world's going to shit, but then you don't get mad. You get mad when the people who are creating the world going to shit decide that they don't want to re reproduce. Like, which one is it? Right. Right. I mean, I think that's a very logical, real argument. And I know that rubs people the wrong way. And I understand respecting human life. And I understand that. But how many of those people who actually say that they believe in those things are taking these people's children and actually raising them? Another Not fair many. argument. Another fair argument. That, I know. It's a, no, it's it's the true argument. Yeah. It's the real argument. People just don't like it. Yeah. People, people, you know, I'm an evil person for bringing that point up. But the reality is, is it's real. And um, so I, my point is, I agree with you. Like, I don't have a problem with people destroying themselves if that's what they want to do. Yeah. And if this fucking idiot wants to run out in the middle of a hurricane and doesn't appreciate that they're actually trying to save his life, then let him fucking do whatever he's going to do. I don't give a shit. And you shouldn't either. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. I mean, look, dude, we 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 continue to allow the save these people from themselves, and they continue to weaponize themselves against all things civil and all things real and all things normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're creating the whole problem that these motherfuckers, you know, because of our empathy. And like, dude, at some point, these people aren't gonna have the empathy back towards you. Right. Like that's what people fail to understand. They fucking hate you. You know, you're trying to save them, but they hate you and they're going to kill you. I understand the alignment with Jesus Christ when we get to talk into the biblical conversations about that. But there's also a reality. Like, are you willing to uh, allow the enemy to uh, to continue to save the enemy over and over and over again? And then to the point where they get into enough numbers that they actually kill you yeah. and your family or can and we destroy just your future? Yeah. Destroy your children's future? I mean... Or can we just say fuck the enemy and deal with them and not have to worry about it? Yeah, that's that's my that's what I think. That's real, man. That's real. So what what, what, what are we giving this? I think it's dumb as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think I, I think this guy's dumb as fuck. And like you know, no <laughs> offense. Like I can appreciate people doing challenging things, but um, you know, it's pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah. That's my personal. I, take. I, I agree. I'm gonna go dumb as fuck on that as well. And like, dude, what what does he think he's going to gain from this? Like, what do you you're gonna spend the rest of your life saying I'm the only per I'm the only person ever that ran in a hamster wheel across the ocean? <laughs> like, cool party trick, man. Like, you could like get online and learn some basic magic and fucking have the same response. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, dude, it's just. It, I don't know. I mean, I can, I can, I, I guess if I'm going to pull something good out of it, I can respect the fact that the guy's tough enough and in good enough shape to actually do it because that's yeah. a very hard thing to do. I respect yeah. that aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's definitely some engine. It doesn't look too badly built. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know if it would, if it's holding big boy weight, but 
You know, like, I mean, I don't do that type of shit anyway, but, like, it doesn't look terrible. I wouldn't say it's completely unsafe. You know what I'm saying? Bro, you ever seen The Perfect Storm? Yeah. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the- Okay, imagine yeah. being in that thing, in the fucking sea, in those kind of seas. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Oh. Like, no thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 like, I don't know. It's whatever, dude. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Yeah. That's well, my personal opinion. Wait, wait. That, that's fine. That's all good. Yeah. Because because that's all I got. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's the show. I appreciate you guys uh, sharing the show and getting our message out there. Please click subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. I know a lot of you guys listen on audio. Even if you do listen on audio, if you could go over there and click subscribe and help us out, that'd be cool. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments, and uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, dust a no, headshot, case closed, closed.